Hey friends, before we get started today, I just want to thank each and every one of you for being here. It means so much to me, the man in the yellow hat, and the rest of the PVG team. And just a quick heads up, whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, be sure to hit the little notification icon so you'll be the first to hear and be ready for some brand new awesome PVG content. And additionally, I know most of you won't, and that's okay. I don't blame you. <laughs> but if you're interested, for only $2.99 a month, you could listen to PVG Premium. That's where we have the hottest of hot takes, the truly controversial opinions, and stuff so extreme that we don't even say it on the regular show. Thanks, guys. Don't let the globalists win, and enjoy the show. Wise leaders always put the good of their own people and their own country first. The future does not belong to globalists. The future belongs to patriots. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy all of you guys are here for another high-energy, explosive, and throwing a hammer at the face of the deep state episode of Patriots vs. Globalists. Now, in this episode 19, we're going to follow up from last week's episode. Now, before we get to that, I want to thank each and every one of you for the response episode 18 received. There were so many views, so many positive comments, so many shares across the internet on social media, and... For me, the man in the yellow hat and the rest of our PVG team, that means the world. So thanks so much, guys. You guys are the reasons that we do this. So your support means the world to us. Now, talking back about last week's episode, it had the title, A Shot of Venom. And in A Shot of Venom, what we spoke about was some pretty big stuff. Now, if you haven't heard it, what I'd recommend is to pause this and go back one on whatever player you're listening to to hear it. You don't have to. It's okay. But those that are staying who have heard last week's episode, I'm going to give a little summary here. So in the very first A Shot of Venom, Because we're making this a series. This is going to be part two. And if it needs be, we will even make a part three. If I feel like not not all the stuff can be covered or any new information comes out. So what was discussed was this. I'm sure by now most of you, if not all of you, if you haven't haven't seen it, have at least heard about the, the Watch the Water episode on the Stu Peter show. And if you haven't if you haven't heard it or seen it or read about it, basically, Dr. Artis, he's a chiropractor, a CEO of a bioresearch lab, and a, and a homeopathic doctor who was telling this theory that he had about COVID to Stu Peters. And Dr. Artis's theory was this: that COVID was created by synthesizing snake venom. And then having it be spread through different 
wastewater and water stations across the USA. Now, in, in last week's episode, we went through Dr. Arnes's claims and our consensus. Now, that could change based on future information, but as of now, it remains the same. The water aspect of Dr. Artis's theory is a little bit outlandish. And, and the reason for that is that not, not on a, well, slightly on a protein and cellular level, it's a little bit off there. But the main reason it's off is this, is, and as I said in last week's episode, COVID-19 is a worldwide disease, and it's a, there's not just one water system. There's every, every state, every municipality has thousands of different reservoirs and water tanks and, and water reserves. So it, it's kind of a very unlikely, Listen, we know how the deep state is, but to, to, to infiltrate every single water network in, in certain areas, it's just, to us, it seemed a little bit far-fetched. But what wasn't far-fetched is this, is that Dr. Artis's theory about COVID originating and being synthesized from snake venom, that has a, a lot of wheels to it. So in, in today's episode, what we're going to do, we're going to continue, we're going to continue our discussion of why Dr. Artis's snake venom theory is viable, and in addition, discuss how the deep state big pharma globalist monolith promoted a snake venom derived COVID-19 treatment that, that killed many when they very well knew that there were far others that actually could have saved lives. And it's possible that these same globalist deep state operatives used this very same treatment to attempt to assassinate our great 45th president, the wonderful Donald J. Trump. So friends, keep your head held up high Buckle in, because I'm about to take you on a wild ride. Let's get started. So let's start here, friends. Let's start here. Now, in January 2020, about two and a half years ago, a research study was published after data gathered from a 10-year period which had mapped the genetic sequences of the proteins and peptides of the king cobra venom. Now, the re these researchers came from a company called Genetech. Now, what, they've, what they discovered is there are 19 toxic proteins isolated, which specifically target organs in the human body. Funding for the study came from globalist big pharma company Roche, which put the employees in this study in a conflict of interest as they were all shareholders in Roche. So already you have, you have big pharma 
extending their, their deep state claws and playing God and, and messing with, with genetic sequencing. And friends, when, when, when th- th- that's the beginning, you know, you know that's not a good start. Now, the company we just mentioned, Genetech, is related to Remdesivir. And we're going to get to Remdesivir. But the drug that I was talking about that may have been used to assassinate President Trump, that was Remdesivir. And Genetech is aligned with another deep state big pharma company known as Gilead. In 2011, Gilead bought two facilities that deal with biological studies from Genetech. And 55 of the Genetech executives were were merged in with Gilead also in 2011. Now, remdesivir, this dangerous, disgusting drug, is created from synthetic peptides and proteins of king cobra venom. Now, my friends, that's just one example. But we're going to be giving you a lot more uh, examples, and there are far, far more that we don't even know about. But when you put together the pieces of these deep state globalist big pharma organizations all collaborating to mess with genetic sequencing, especially the genetic sequences from snakes. Dr. Artis's theory doesn't just grow a pair of legs. It grows a pair of legs and starts running like the wind. Now, another notable piece of info I'd like to give you is this. In July of 2021, a little less than one year ago today, a co-founder of a company by the name of Derek Rossi. Now, what did Dr. Rossi co-found? Well, he co-founded a little company you all may have heard of. A little company whose sole product that they develop is a dangerous and ineffective vaccine. A little company by the name of Moderna. Now, co-founder of Moderna, as I just said, Derek Rossi, announced that he was creating a company that used mRNA technology, which I'm sure all of you know is the same technology used to make the ineffective and dangerous COVID-19 vaccines. But in, in his company, they were using mRNA technology to treat venomous snake bites. Now, this company is named Ophirix. Previous sources spelled it wrong. Rather than being O-P-H-E-R-I-C-S, it's actually O-P-H-E-R-I-X, Ophirix with an X at the end. Now, something to note about Ophirix, it's in the leftist hellhole of San Francisco. Now, 
even more damningly than where this corrupt company's location is, is the fact that, because, I mean, to be honest, half the half these globalist leftist companies are in this shithole known as San Francisco. It's not really notable, but I thought I'd just tell you guys. But San Francisco being a shithole aside, something far more nefarious and notable about the Sophirix company is that they receive funding from the United States Department of Defense. They're affiliated with the COVID-responsible, corrupt globalist World Health Organization, which, if you remember... President Trump wanted to remove United States involvement with due to their corruption and their their culpability in regards to COVID. And far more damningly than that is their association and the fact that they've received money from the Wellcome Trust. Now, this Wellcome Trust isn't spelled like welcome, like you're saying hello to somebody. It's spelled W-E-L-L. C-O-M-E. And on their website, what they do, they are a global charitable foundation that exists to improve health for everyone by helping great ideas to thrive. Both politically and financially independent, it supports scientists and researchers, takes on big problems, fuels imaginations, and sparks debate. It's 18.3 billion investment profile funds this work. Between 2015 and 2020, Welcome aims to spend $5 billion helping people all over the globe pursue details and ideas in science, medical innovation, the humanities and social scientists, so social sciences, education, and public engagement. Now, that sounds all well and good. That doesn't raise any red flags. However, the Welcome Trust is affiliated with the most nefarious, deep state, world-changing, one-world government, disgusting organization that there is. In fact, if, if, if you search the Wellcome Trust, the very first result that comes up is the Wellcome Trust's collaboration and their association with Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum. Now, friends... If that if that that's not a red light, if that's not a red flag, I don't know what is. Pretty much every single globalist organization that has any power, that has any ability to do some real damage is connected to Klaus Schwab and his World Economic Forum. There it is. There's the smoking gun. And additionally, you look at you look at the Ophirix's board members and it's a laundry list of globalist and deep state organizations. For example, they have a man by the name of Matthew Lewin as their chief scientific officer a fellow on the board of the World Health Organization's Snakebite and Veminim Working Group Antidotes Committee. You have Rebecca Carter, who's their CDO, their Chief Development Officer, who is the lead representative to the U.S. 
United States FDA and Special Operations Command Biomedical Research Group. And their CEO, Nancy, Nancy Koch, is a, a, a veteran biotech and pharmaceutical industry attorney who held executive roles at the Moore Foundation, Novartis, and, Ch- and Chiron. Novartis, one of the biggest multinational pharmaceutical companies that there is. Chiron, a popular biomedical and telehealth company. But most damning of all, in the case of Mrs. Koch, is her prior position as an executive in the Moore Foundation. Now, if you don't know what the Moore Foundation is, it is the second highest philanthropic organization behind our good buddy, Bill Gates's Gates Foundation. It was founded by Gordon Moore, the founder of computer process processor company Intel. And it commits to various biomedical and diff- different re- research of, of that capacity. So- there you have it, friends. There you have it. The research has brought into the f- forefront, who's usually on the forefront? One world government, you will own nothing and be happy. Head of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab. As many of the these philanthropic and deep state projects usually lead back to. And Gordon Moore, who is far less known than Schwab, but another one of these rich billionaire, one world government globalist figures. An article from 2014 said talks about rich billionaires doing philanthropic projects from CNBC who spend money to tackle world ills. In this article, Gordon Moore was mentioned. And he and his wife, Betty, were mentioned as the second most generous, and I put the word generous in quotation marks, tech philanthropists right behind Bill and Melinda Gates. So do you really think that Gordon Moore is is just a harmless billionaire who is just using his money for good? No. The odds of that happening and the the odds of Gordon Moore being innocent are, are as good of the odds of me being seven foot tall and black. And friends, I am not black and I am not seven feet foot tall. But that being said, the receipts go back to Klaus Schwab and a Bill Gates type billionaire. These people want a one world government where you, me, your families, your friends are powerless. 
and these globalists reign as the philosopher kings of a new and distorted world order. Now that that part is done, I hope before we get to the next part, you take a few seconds to realize the information we just conveyed to you. There's a good chance that the snake venom theory is, is legitimate. I'd say about 90%. And the person behind it is good old Klaus Schwab and Gordon Moore, who, as we just mentioned, is connected to Bill Gates, and he himself is another Bill Gates-type figure. The roads always lead back to these deep state globalists, friends. And it's quite scary. Now, another thing I wanted to mention, as, as I said in the intro, is talking about remdesivir, which, as we mentioned, is derived from snake venom. Now, one of my favorite researchers who has kind of come in the forefront of true and unbiased truths about the COVID-19 vaccine is a guy by the name of Steve Kirsch. If you don't know who Steve Kirsch is, go to his Substack. Like I learned so much from him. He is a former tech executive who basically saw what was going on with the COVID vaccines and decided to put all this money and research in fighting against it. So a few weeks ago, when the Watch the Water episode came out, he he posted his own take on it, which which you guys could read. His his analysis was a little bit different from mine, but he also put out an article about remdesivir, and that's what we're going to discuss. Now, due to a time constraint, we're already at 23 minutes, and I try to keep these episodes about 25 minutes, so I don't want to overload people with too much information. So th- there, now there will definitely be a part three, so we could cover more of the evils and the disgustingness of remdesivir. And I guess now, due to to time constraints, as I just said, part three will be a full focus on remdesivir. But before we end here, friends, there is a chart here that Steve Kirsch put out. And there were literally 50 other drugs that were viewed as more safe based on scientific studies than remdesivir. And remdesivir is on the very bottom of COVID treatment safety lists. And what was President Trump given when he went to Walter Reed Hospital? He wasn't given hydroxychlorazine. He wasn't given ivermectin. He was given remdesivir. I would think that a president would be a president of the greatest country, the most resource and wealthy and advanced country in the, in the history of the globe, the United States. They would give a, a president the safest and most effective treatment to treat COVID-19. But that didn't happen. Now, I'm not going to draw any conclusions here. I don't have enough, I don't have enough 
proof. I don't have enough facts and I don't have enough data. But we could assume. And we could assume that whatever deep state figures were in the White House Medical Department, that were in the White House team responsible for care for President Trump, knowingly gave him a faulty and unsafe treatment. Do I know who that person is? No. But we can make an assumption here, friends. That with all the data that exists, and we'll get into that data in part three of the series, that they, they very well, damn well knew that they could have given our beloved President Trump something much, much safer. The deep state is everywhere, friends. But anyway... We're getting really short on time here. So I just want to say, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We covered a lot of stuff. We exposed a lot of these deep state globalist pharmaceutical figures. We, we showed a connection to the nefarious Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. And friends, now that you have this information, be safe. Take your ivermectin, because it's safe. Take care of your families. Keep your head held up high. And act like I always say, if, if this episode didn't show it, I don't know what will. But don't let the globalists win. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.